Congratulations, you made it to the Xville. You can relax, unpack your bags, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey there, Mike, a.k.a. MTB Trigger here, and with me as always is my co-host Ronald, a.k.a. Eric. If you are brand new, welcome. This is an Escape from Tarkov podcast where we talk about all things EFT, and our goal is to get better at the game, and we hope you do too. This week, we are coming off of our Q&A episode, and we took questions from the community last week. We answered a boatload of them. We had a bunch of people say, hey, we should implement that into every show, and maybe that's something we will do going forward. For this week, we're just going to go into some of the 12.7 patch content, what we've seen, what we haven't seen, what we think about some of the changes. But before all of that, let's get some of our hideout keeping out of the way. So the first thing, and probably the most important thing on the agenda today, is the marshmallow poll. Did you check the results, sir? (laughs) What was what was the final result? <laughs> the final result, as of right now, is 30 votes for Golden Brown, 8 votes for yours, <laughs> and one for both. <laughs> I really appreciate the person who couldn't who couldn't pick. <laughs> that goes to Prometheus and I called him a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> See what I appreciate about that is that he's just trying to be the the good guy, right, in this situation. You know, which is basically the opposite of your stance. <laughs> I, I guess the question I have, I'm not going to acknowledge that. But <laughs> I, I guess the question I have is, I wonder if Prometheus is the guy that goes for golden brown, but if it catches on fire, he's okay with it, you know, and he just kind of goes with it. And maybe that's what both is. And I, I guess we just don't know. I guess we'll have to find out. I laugh about the marshmallow pull thing because... I thought a lot about it more than I've ever thought about marshmallows ever in my life. And the thing that cracks me up about it is we spend all of this time analyzing this game and the changes to it and how to do certain things. And, you know, Tarkov is just fascinating in how many systems there are, how deep they are, how shallow some of them are. And we take something as simple as roasting a marshmallow And it blew up into this conversation that's been in my streams, it's been on Twitter, (laughs) we we put a vote out there. And the truth is, there's probably thousands of ways to roast marshmallows. We had a lot of fun with it, but one of the things that I'm passionate about, I know you're passionate about, and one of the things that I've come to just really like about Xfil is that most everybody is willing to at least try to look through the lens of how somebody else does something. And while I give you a boatload of crap for how you cook marshmallows, I find it fascinating that you like to eat marshmallows that way because I just don't. And to me, that's an interesting, fun thing to debate on and have fun with. But at the end of the day, it was a really fun debate and something that we (laughs) enjoyed talking about and making our families upset that we spent two hours talking about marshmallows (laughs) at the campfire. So. Anyway, I just think that in the context of what it is, it's a lot of fun, but it's also not lost on me that our community can have fun and debate on something like this and poke fun at each other. I just found that really cool and and fun to do. So thank you for participating, everybody. And um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that was I wasn't planning to talk about marshmallows a lot this week, but I found that an interesting correlation to what we do (laughs) related to the game. I'm surprised that seven other people like is as burnt as I do, to be perfectly honest with you. So that, to me, is a win. I mean, the 30 other people who, of course, want the stereotypical golden brown marshmallow, yes, duh, you're so boring and normal. But to those seven other people that are willing to put their necks out there and say, hey, wait a minute, I enjoy a good caramelized marshmallow. Well done. Well done. Us and our technique are boring you. I'm sorry, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Such a boring, normal marshmallow. That's just (laughs) not good. (laughs) So, So anyway, back to Tarkov land. There's a couple ways that you can support the show. Uh, We talk about them every single week. Sharing the show with a friend, 
Number one, most important, let people know about the show, let people know about the community, invite them to listen, invite them to play, invite them to the Discord, the YouTube, whatever. That's the best thing you can do for us. Second to that, we are chasing down Twitch partnership now. We're trying to get more access to the developers. We're trying to get more access to Tarkov in general, just to keep bringing content and the things that people are asking for, dev interviews, more streamer interviews, all of that. Best place to do that is to tune into my Twitch channel, MTB Trigger. And I do want to say a special thanks today. You know, I fired up the stream late today, wasn't planning on streaming, fired it up. And we were averaging like well over 20 for most of the stream today. And chat was scrolling. It was awesome. So thank you to everybody who came out today. That was awesome to see. Really appreciate it. And then the last one is comment, like, subscribe, find the YouTube, Spotify, wherever you can find the show, anywhere you can engage with it is monumentally helpful to what we're trying to do to spread this community out, to bring positivity into the gaming world, and to create a community that everyone's proud to be a part of. So those are the ways you can help. They're not going to change. We're always going to talk about them. Uh, But that's all I have for today. You can find me on all the social platforms and Twitch at MTB Trigger. But Ronald, how are you, Dan? I know we talked about marshmallows already, but make sure you let these folks know how to find you as well. I'm doing fantastic, and I'm really happy that seven other people like marshmallows the way that I like them. You have no idea. It's just fantastic. Uh, Besides that, you can get a hold of me in Discord all the time. Send me a DM. I'm at the top of the list with MTB in the XFIL Discord. Hanging out there most days. You can also follow me on the Twitters, at Ronald Gaming. If there's something that you'd like to get to us outside of Discord or something more formal, you can email the show at xpmedia2020 at gmail.com. Now, I want to talk a little bit about YouTube uh, this week. We're focusing on uh, the youtube.com slash xpmedia now channels, which is where we post all of our content for the XFIL and other podcasts that XP Media produces. But we had a comment this week that was fantastic. We always ask everybody that, hey, if you're an audio listener, check out the YouTube video. If you're a YouTube a listener, the viewer, then go ahead and leave a comment. It helps the algorithm. And we had somebody, Jeffrey Lebowski, you, sir, are a hero this week. You left a comment that said, comment for the algorithm. Well done, sir. Well done. So shout out to Jeffrey Lebowski. I hope you hear this. I hope not only that you comment for the algorithm on this episode, but we want to say thank you. Thank you for your participation. And that goes to everybody else, too. One of the best ways that you can help the show on YouTube is to leave a comment, to like the video. It really does help the discoverability of the show and just brings more people into our community. But beyond that, I'm pretty excited to get into uh, tonight's show and we'll start off. uh, MTB, how was your week? My week was spent mostly checking out the new 12.7 content. So we're going to talk about that in the meat of the show. So I won't spend too much time here, but I did have fun checking some of that out. And I'll be honest, I actually consumed a lot of content around 12.7 in the way of streams because I really wanted to see some of the stuff that doesn't normally fit into my play style or the maps that I normally play. So I actually consumed a lot of 12.7 content. And the only other major update that I have is that I now have my fourth thick weapons case. I have my seventh mag box and I am halfway to my third thick items case, the case collection, the hoarding, the army artillery is coming together beautifully. It is just stockpiling wonderfully. And uh, thank you to everybody that runs factory and donates to the cause. (laughs) (laughs) So your goal this wipe is to have, what, 100 million in rubles that just get thrown away in stash value? You know... That's a great question. I I actually was challenged as to what my goal this wipe actually is. And it's changed, you know. I'm kind of tasking, kind of not, checking stuff out, trying new guns, but I've sort of adopted a new sort of play style. Last wipe, I was using a AK-74M variant, basically, whenever I wasn't tasking. That was my gun. And then if I needed to uh, help somebody out or whatever, you know, I would use like an M1A with a Valde. Or if I really wanted to help somebody survive, I'd throw a thermal on it. This wipe, I've totally changed that up. I am now running basically the guns that I get off of other people, and I will just finish the builds. So if somebody 
I kill somebody and they have a slightly kitted Vepr, you know, the 762 by 39 Vepr, and it didn't have a foregrip on it, I'll modify it to put the foregrip on it, but I'll use it how they built it. I'm experimenting a lot more with guns. So basically my whole stockpile is now what I've taken off other people and I'm not really breaking down guns. I'm not building my own. I just kind of use what I get off of other players and it's been really fun to try new things. And so my new goal related to all of that is, and I know this is going to sound crazy, but I just have so much fun with the cases. I I love the organizing of the cases. And I want one thick items case, mag box, and ammo case for each caliber in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is that as ridiculous as it sounds to me as I just... And I'm the weird one because I like marshmallows that are caramelized. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at my inventory right now and I got my four thick cases stacked on top of each other. And the top one says, I have the tag, right? You can tag them. It's I have a hoarding problem and then seven six two by five one. <laughs> so so I really think I'm probably gonna get to about eight thick weapons cases, and that's where this is gonna end. You know, there's like the five main calibers, and then you've kinda got the submachine guns and pistols and shotguns. Like I doubt that I'll do a shotguns case. Um I don't really like using the MPX or the MP5. So I don't think I'll go that route, Uh, but I probably will do the 4.6 by 30, the MP7 ammo. And then I anticipate also doing like a 9 by 39, which is the uh, VAL and VSS. So I I think it's going to be seven or eight cases. Oh, you're not going to do a a grenade launcher case? (laughs) (sighs) No, no, I'm not. (laughs) No, but anyway, that that's... uh, my week was figuring that out personally. It was checking out 12.7, which we'll get into. But uh, how about you, man? How was how was your week in Tarkov? I'm still leveling. I didn't get a whole lot of playtime this week, but I got a couple raids in that were pretty good. I'm still just basically farming factory, pushing to level 30. I just need to get to um, mechanic level 3, I believe it is, so that I can upgrade my generator and then upgrade the other couple things in the hideout to keep that kind of progressing. But it's kind of interesting because the... The hideout pushing has kind of lost a little bit of steam with me because I'm I'm creating bitcoins now and I'm making enough money where even at 12 hours of Bitcoin, you know, it's it's still a good enough farm. It's not really like crucial for me to get to the next step in the Bitcoin farm. Sure. I'm making enough money where I can still run my basic loadout, which, you know, is is... It's good enough. I've been playing with different guns, kind of like you have been. Uh, I've really kind of started to like uh, the ADAR. Uh, I've got a, I've got a loadout that I call, I call it the the Chadar. It's, uh, it's pretty good. Have a lot. I've had a lot of fun with it. I'm kind of looking forward to getting back into the M1s. That's probably my favorite gun in the game, which is what I used a lot of towards the end of uh, last wipe. For right now, the ADARs are are good and cheap and readily available. So as I'm winning and losing different various raids, but yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. Not really anything super crazy or, you know, memorable, just normal raids, grinding XP, trying to come out with at least 10, you know, scav kills. And if I don't kill 10 scavs, then, you know, there's no reason to exfil, just keep going. So go in with a Giselle and an an ADAR and and just kill scavs and kind of hit a few PMCs along the way, which is really funny though, because I have to kill seven USECs. And I can't find any USEX. <laughs> That's funny. Mine was the bears. I had so much problems getting bears. Like I got seven USEX and then I was stuck on five bears for like three days. It was like I just everyone I killed, I was like, is it a bear? Is it a bear? It's not a bear. And I don't know what that was about, but I find it hilarious that you're having a problem with USEX. Like what? <laughs> yeah, for some reason it, it is. It's like I have two of the seven. Out of maybe maybe ten PMC kills, it's just a interesting you know kind of how that that worked out. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's pretty much it. Still just kind of leveling in that twenty five to thirty space and um, just having fun playing the game and doing some questing. I guess uh, I did some questing on customs, but mostly just enjoying playing the game. Awesome. 
Nice. Well, I think what I really kind of want to dig into, and again, we already alluded to it's going to be the main subject, is we're going to talk about some of the things in 12.7. And this isn't going to be like a full patch notes review. Uh, If that's something that you want or you think we should keep doing, you know, we've kind of done that in the past and, and we'd certainly do it again. This is a monster patch. So that would have been a huge undertaking because not only did they add a bunch of areas, they added a bunch of new items, they added a bunch of new ammos, they added new guns, uh, the stimulants all have crazy effects, and frankly, at the time of recording, it's Wednesday, they've already changed a bunch of this stuff just within the first week. So knowing that it was going to be a big patch, we didn't want to go in and give a bunch of info that wouldn't be accurate a week later, and it seems like there's a lot of stuff that's already changing. And it's not massive changes, but uh, it's things like, you know, they changed the percentages on some of the stims because you could use them to basically survive a headshot in the first few days of the patch. Uh, There's some issues with the grenade launcher shells blowing up through walls. You know, so some of this stuff is going to mold and change, so we didn't want to go crazy on it. But uh, where I really want to start, one of the most fascinating things to me in the new patch is the customs uh, expansion is what I'm going to call it. It's not a revamp, it's an expansion. And this is really cool. They added about 40% of the original map as new area. And it it is really, really cool. The first time I jumped into this was today uh, on stream solo. I did get one raid in last night, or two raids last night with the one heart who we've had on the show. And I don't know, man, have you got a chance to check this out or jump into it at all yet? I've only seen it uh, in one offline raid that I did because I just wanted to run around. And it is, it's really cool. There's lots of, there's lots of new stuff in it. Yeah, I, I found it really neat. I, I have to say that, I, I guess the way I'd break it down. So if you're familiar with, uh, is it the RUF or RUAF Xfil? It's, uh, it's basically on, if you're looking at the river from Big Red, and I don't know the direction that the map is oriented. I think if you're looking north across the river is the way most of the maps are oriented. No, it's east. East across the river is the way most of the maps are oriented. It's right across the river on top of the hill where that tank is. And basically, that's one entrance. The other one is through uh, construction. And there's just this massive expansion where you used to be able to see into that area. And now you can actually go there. And I think the first thing for me, having just stepped foot into it, is the terrain in there is really, really cool. It doesn't feel too open. It doesn't feel too dense. There's elevation cover with dips and ravines, but there's also a tremendous amount of connexes and there's, you know, porta potties and buses. And there's two key buildings back there. There's a train back there. Like it is really cool. I, I was, I was just about to say, like, just go explore it. But the thing is, is a lot of people are just going and exploring it. So take your time or do like what Ronald was doing and go do an offline raid. Uh, But there's a new uh, exit. There's a new exfil that you have to turn the power on and you can go down in there. There's a ton of loot over there. I I don't know, man. I just think they did a really, really good job. I I had two PVP scenarios over there. Both times uh, were just really interesting combat scenarios. And part of it almost reminded me of the beginning of the wipe when no one really had any gear and it was kind of frantic. But this time it was different because people didn't really know the terrain. No one really knows the choke points. So like if you get shot at, where do you go? You know, it was like, oh, there's a guy over there. Okay, great. What should we do? <laughs> you know, it's like nobody knows. And both teams are like frantically trying to find a positional advantage. And that's what leads to learning the area. So I don't know. I think Battlestate did a phenomenal job on the map design in this area. They added new sniper vantage points. But like there's this open construction area that you can see where you came in on the north side, kind of. But you can't see everything. So like, I don't know, man, it just I think they did a great job because there's nothing that's like, oh, man, that's an OP spot or, oh, it has too much vision or, oh, you're not going to be able to flank that. It just seems really well mapped out. And I had a blast running into it. So, yeah, it looks like it looks like there's different ways to get across the map now. 
which I think is super interesting. It's going to add a different dynamic to customs. It's going to make the gas station less of a bottleneck in the map because it looks like, and I don't know for sure because I didn't try this, but I'm going to try it. It looks like you can get to the old gas station. You can go through the old gas station and then get back to the other side of the map to get out like, you know, ZB 1011 or 1012 or whatever. And so with that being the case, that that actually adds a whole different dynamic to the game. I, I actually think you're spot on. You know, if you think about the way Customs was, there was kind of that concrete fence that separated construction from dorms. You know, so like you're either in dorms gas station area or you're in construction area. And all of the cross through points on that concrete fence were basically the choke points in the map. And that's why it was such a challenging map is you had a lot of early tasks there, a lot of late tasks there. And those choke points became really challenging because it's like, well, there's only two or three ways to get through this. And yeah, you could jump over if you got on top of a car and there's all these little tricks for getting through. But for the most part, you were limited to just a handful of ways to get through the middle of the map. So because of that, Customs was challenging. This adds like a third lane. You know, Customs was a two-lane highway, basically, with one separator down the middle. And now you've added a third lane. So to me, that's the absolute best thing is no longer are you like, oh, man, I have to get over there and there's only one way to go. Or I have to backtrack all the way up this fence and go the long way. Now you have another lane to choose from, which is just going to open up so many strategic opportunities uh, for teams or for solo players. But I think you hit it on the head why this is so cool. Yeah, I think it's going to make this map a lot easier for new players. So when you're level one, right, and you get your first couple tasks on customs, I think one of the hard things for new players to get into Tarkov was customs, the way it was designed, was extremely challenging because experienced players would log jam up the middle, right? Because that's where PvP is, and that's where your best opportunities to you know get into fights with scavs or PvPs or whatever your tasking was. New players really just had a rough time there, and it was, I think, a pain point to getting into the game. So I think Battlestate actually did a good job with this because it's going to allow new players a chance to have a different way to go through. And that old gas station route, I mean, that's still kind of a long way to go, even though running around the fence is still a long way to go. The old gas station route still is kind of a long way to go. So we'll see. I think it's going to be great, though, because I think that there's... Obviously, more scav spawn points now that people are not totally aware of yet in that area. You also have to keep in mind there's sniper scavs, so you have to either take those out or be ready to be shot at, right, in that open kind of area to the south now in the middle of the map. So I think that dynamic combined with players can go into the buildings and they can be scoping that entire area, which is going to add another dynamic, plus those gates that you can get in between construction and coming up over where the tubes are, and then the other side, construction working your way into old gas station, you can see those from those buildings. I just think it's going to be super interesting. There's there's lots of potential there for if you want to play aggressively, you can play aggressively, and if you want to play slow, you can play slow. So I, I think when they kind of hit both of that combination together, it's a really good job on this map expansion. Yeah, and I think they did a good job with the loot over there as well. You know, because there's there's two main buildings in the new section. You've got a two-story brick building, and then you've got a two-story massive concrete structure, which is where the exfil is at on the basement level of that as well. And there's really good loot in both of them. And so to your point, I think new players aren't going to end up over in this area for tasks, at least early on, right? Unless they add some stuff over there, which is hopefully going to draw some of the more experienced players that way and maybe make tasking a little easier, which is great. But you said something that reminded me that uh, when you were talking about the sniper scabs, one of the coolest features in this area is... In the new expansion area, there's a train that goes through it. And if you're looking at the train and you go to the front of it, I think, which is off to the right, as you're looking at it from the constru- or the new part, there's these signs and they have these big targets on them. And it's basically like a giant red X, like, don't go this way. 
and it's not a wall. Now, I got saved by the people that were in my Twitch chat because I'm like, I wonder where the border is. I wonder how far you can go. And somebody told me that if you walk beyond those signs, you will get shot by a sniper that you can't shoot or kill. It will just flat out kill you on the edge of the map, which I think is hilarious, right? Because it's this like, it's a perceived border and not a fixed one. And it's like, so if you get in a fight over there, you're going to be thinking like, oh gosh, I can't go too far this way, but I can go a little bit this way. Again, I just think it's such a cool, like immersive thing that they put into the game, having that barrier there that is more realistic uh, (laughs) for like a, you know, a little bit of a war zone. So anyway, I thought that was really cool. Isn't there something like that in reserve as well? Off to the one side in reserve, like when you're running up that fence line, I feel like there's a way that you can get into a spot where you can get killed like that. I could be wrong, but... On shoreline, there's the minefield. Yeah, I was, it, was on, it was on reserve that I was thinking about. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone can let us know in the comments if I'm totally, if I'm totally wrong or not. Maybe, I don't know. But I agree, like the sniper death field or whatever you want to call it is a great, great thing because instead of just having a invisible wall like a lot of video games have, they just went full on, no, no, we're going to give you the warning, but if you want to press your luck, go go right ahead. (laughs) And there's the warning, and then there's the warning. Right. (laughs) It's a small sign, and then there's a huge one. (laughs) I think it's awesome. So that was really good. I guess the, the last thing on the customs revamp is, I guess, just from my initial couple run throughs in there, um, not run-throughs literally. I made it out once. (laughs) Um, You have to turn the power on in another location, which I haven't been to yet, to use the X-Fill under the big concrete structure. And you do have to have a factory key to unlock that X-Fill. So if you're used to having a factory key to use the cross-through point in front of the gas station, you're going to be fine anyway. But just know that if you go to that X-Fill and you don't have a factory key, you're not going to be able to get out even if the power is on. The other things I would just kind of mention are the two buildings are where most of the loot is at and there's new scav spawns throughout there so just know that that's where most people are going to be going to check out is there's a lot of loose ammo i mean in one raid i found like 300 rounds of bt in the concrete structure there's weapon boxes there's coats and and all the things that you want to find when you're trying to hit a spot and get out so make sure you explore those buildings and and look where the loot's at Um, but other than that, there's some great, great vertical advantage points, especially in that concrete building. So check them out. I would just say, you know, try new spots, you know, be prepared to die because everyone's going to be doing odd things in that area. But, um, check out some of the vertical advantage points, which are really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's just going to make the map more fun. And I'm really interested to see if there's less action in dorms now. I, you know what? I don't know. I think, uh... I, I think over time, we'll see. Um, these This new expansion area was hot the three times I've been in there. So Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, and I mean, we're on the kind of the map redo or revamp theme, and your map, Shoreline, got a little, uh, little touch of addition in the new scav boss is now live on Shoreline. His name is Sanitar, and he comes with some new tasks, which are to mark the tables that are outside the areas that he is known to spawn, which is kind of cool. So uh, you'll get a new task and it'll send you to three locations to mark. And those happen to be where you can find Sanitar if you're lucky enough to be in the map when he's there. So what about Sanitar, man? Have you seen uh, him and his goons run around the maps yet? I haven't seen him myself. I've watched a couple videos of streamers who have killed him. I'm looking forward to seeing him. It looks like even though he doesn't have any armor, he is just a bullet sponge on health. So from what I've seen, he can take a stupid amount of, of shots. You got to be careful. You, you, you'd you think like, okay, we can just either try to get lucky with headshotting or whatever. But for a couple of videos I've seen, two in particular were full on, full auto shooting, hitting him with, you know, a lot of rounds and still having to duck in and out and peek around corners in and out because he just took so many shots. So I think that's going to make it really fun to hunt and fun to actually try to kill because the time to kill is going to be long, which means that you can't just W key in there. You're going to be dead. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And and 
the times that I saw him, you know, you see him and he looks like just a giant blue glowing beacon because <laughs> he doesn't have armor on and he's got just this like blue apron on. And he, I think he has like 1100 hit points. Like it's insane how much hit points he has. And the times that I saw him, he actually had two bodyguards with him and they were decked out with class five armor, helmets, good guns. And it was not easy for the people that were fighting him because, you know, Sanitar shoots back and these guys are decked out. So it took a lot of bullets. Um, you know, I was watching uh, Swagger and Kings uh, do run after him on Shoreline a bunch of times in a row. And, you know, they're chucking grenades. Sanitar's running all over the place. He's taking cover. I mean, I watched them put full clips of MP7, you know, APSX into the back of Sanitar and he didn't go down. You know, and obviously there's some missed shots and stuff in there, but it's just not what you would expect running the best tier ammo in an MP7. So if you run up on these guys, expect some crazy fights. And I don't know how viable it is yet to snipe him or get angles on him and not engage in the all-out automatic fire yet. So that's going to be really cool to see how fighting Sanitar progresses. I wonder what a grenade launcher would do to him, to be honest with you. You're just you might baiting me. <laughs> you might get a uh, you might get a three for one. You just got to fire one grenade in there. <laughs> Easy mode. Noob tube that baby right out. Oh no! <laughs> Easy game, boys. Oh, Easy game. The grenade launcher. You know, before we go full on into the noob tube, um, you know, the thing with Sanitar that's that's new is he's got a bunch of stims, right? And I'm not going to go into each one of these because they've already changed a bit, but these things have crazy effects. You can carry a ton of weight. You can reduce the damage you receive from bullets. I just anticipate these changing and needing balancing, but if you kill Sanitar and his goons, loot the goons. There's stims on all of them, or there can be stims on them, and Sanitar has his little pouch that has them in there. So Make sure you check these out. Just anticipate there's going to be some balancing on them because they are adding a tremendous amount of buffs or boosts or whatever you want to call it to the game that weren't there previously. And some of which ignore some of the mechanics that they just recently implemented, such as the weight and the overburdening system. So <clears throat> just prepare for that. I would say prepare for these things to change. Um, they've already changed some of them and tweaked the percentages. So just be aware of that. Uh, but I will take your bait, sir, and let's talk about the grenade launcher. So <clears throat> this is probably, and anybody who has been on Discord <laughs> for the last week and a half when this thing, uh, when this episode goes live, is probably aware of my opinion on grenade launchers and explosives in games, in FPS games. Um, you know, but... <sighs> I, I guess I'll kick it to you first. Um, you know, personally, I haven't shot one. I've only seen them. What's your What's your initial take on this thing? Uh, full disclosure, I have not shot one either. So I I haven't gotten to the point where I've been able to kill with it or be killed by it. So my initial take was, are we playing Call of Tarkov now? <laughs> was my was my initial take. But we'll break that down in a slightly less snarky way. I look at every addition to a game. And every addition to Tarkov, we try to look at it from a couple different points of view, right? So is it fun to add a grenade launcher? Is it fun for the players that have it? And is it fun for the players who are on the receiving end of it, right? So, I mean, obviously dying on the receiving end of it is never fun, but it's the why is it not fun? Because when you die, it's it's okay if you die in a good fight. You know, if you're in a, a sweaty fight and you die, you're just salty for a minute or two, but then you're like, GG's and you move on. Right. But you know that you were trying, you were trying hard. They were trying hard and you just didn't win. And, and that's okay. With the grenade launcher from the videos that I've seen, I literally, it seems like you shoot the grenade at two or three people in a zone. So like there's a couple of things here. You don't have to worry about aiming because it's like an AOE effect in a shooter game. And so you don't really have to worry about aiming. So you, it's a low skill highly impactful weapon and that's okay but it's not really an equalizer either because it's really expensive to run i'd like to 
understand more the purpose. Why is it in the game? And how does it make the game more fun? Because I think that every time you add something to the game, it should make the game more fun in some way. And so that, that that's kind of where I, you know, I'm starting my conversation around the grenade launcher. I struggle with the grenade launcher, and I respect you being respectful, but I'm not going to be. I'll just come out and say that I really think explosives, rocket launchers, grenade launchers, anything of that sort in any FPS game are always the thing that make me cringe. They make me just like, oh, I don't know. And and I, I don't really know where to start on this conversation other than to say, I just don't see this being a good implementation for the long term of Tarkov. In the short term, you're going to see memes. You're going to see streamers abusing it, um, especially the ones that don't want it in the game. You will see them use it a ton, which is kind of counterintuitive, but they will make people hate it. You will see ridiculous trick shots, people learning how to arc a grenade across a map so that if they spawn on this location and someone spawns over on this one, they'll just doop, and they will just get a kill. There's all kinds of things that happen with a, with a gun like this. And until very recently, and, and PUBG did this very recently with a rocket launcher, I had never seen an explosive projectile added to a game after release that was powerful and fun. And my point is most games normally add something like this to the game. It's super overpowered because a grenade launcher in real life or a rocket launcher, they're just powerful. They are. But I don't think the realism really helps here because you made an excellent point. Where is the fun in this? For the first couple days, yeah, it's going to be fun to point and explode someone that's 10 meters away from where you shot. Really quickly, though, people aren't even going to want to shoot it because they don't want to be called a noob tube user or a grenade launcher user or whatever the Val gamer term gets transferred over to anybody that uses a grenade launcher. So then you're going to have people not wanting to use it because they don't want to be labeled a noob or whatever it is. You're not going to have people that want they don't want to get killed by it because you're going to die to it and be like, oh gosh, grenade launcher. And it takes you out of the game and you're immediately attacking the person and you're not looking at anything you can do to get better. And that's why I don't like these guns is because you don't have a way to react to them. The way that they're used is that people post up or they get to a spot and then they pick their target and then they wait. And as soon as something moves into that target area, boom, dead, whatever there is gone. There's no reaction time. There's no way to play around it other than avoiding certain areas, which is not what I think Battlestate wants. I don't think they want people avoiding areas because there may be a grenade launcher user there. The skill involved has a very low ceiling, meaning you don't have to put a lot of time in to master guns like this in my experience. So it's not really fun because oh, you just like, okay, well, I know the arc. I know if I sit here, I can shoot there. And if someone runs there, they're dead. That's not super exciting after a while. And so then it becomes a power level question. Well, what if we take the damage that the projectile does, the, the explosion does, and make it so it can't kill somebody? Well, now you've just nerfed it to the point where no one's going to use it because it's not really effective anymore. And this is the problem with these types of things in games. Now, again, if, if you asked me this a year ago, I would say I've never seen it implemented well. I've never seen it work until very recently. And I'm going to go into PUBG for a second because they launched, <laughs> launched, they added a rocket launcher. In my opinion, it actually works well. And that surprised me. I was terrified for them implementing it into the game. The interesting part about it is everybody has access to it. It's a random spawn. So anybody can come across it and use it. In that game, it takes up an equipment slot which is a very critical piece because oftentimes you need two guns to win games there. Additionally, you can't learn skill shots really because the circle in PUBG changes the battleground every single time. So if you learn that if I sit here and I shoot it there, it's going to do this, the percentage of games that you get the rocket launcher in PUBG and that you have it in that spot and it's within the zone and somebody else approaches that zone are so small 
that it doesn't really matter. If you sit there and go there 20 times, you may not get the rocket launcher for one, and two, you may not see another player. It's very different than a hard spawn game with hard locations where you can spawn, hard locations where you can exfil, and choke points. It's completely different in Tarkov. So I'm trying to paint the picture of how I think it could be successful. I just don't know that it belongs in a game that is primarily about firearms and gunplay and running around and looting. I don't see how projectile explosives add to that experience. And furthermore, because I know this will come up, I really think that the new Vogue grenade was really close to being in the same category for me. And the reason is with those two and a half second timer grenades, if someone throws them at you and you don't react immediately, you're dead. But you do have a chance to react. The difference with the projectile grenade launcher is oftentimes you will not be able to react. You will just hear the sound and blow up. And that's what I don't like about it. So. I know that's a long explanation. I struggle with this. I am not shy about it. I think it's a huge mistake. I think it probably took a lot of development. I think it's going to create tons of outcry. I think it's going to create people griefing other players. And I think ultimately they will have to nerf it till it's no longer used, which I just think is a mistake. So do you think that the griefing of other players will be any different than the griefing that's already in Tarkov? Say things like exfil camping or say loot area camping one of the things that i've been thinking about is exfil camping with a grenade launcher could be just crazy 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 griefing because you don't have to hit them in a meaningful way you have to launch the grenade close and there's only so many spots that you can exfil so if you see some guy run towards the exfil you wait like three seconds and launch a grenade and you're going to kill somebody. It's just, I I don't know. I, I, I was thinking about the Emercom exfil interchange, right? You, there's two or three good spots to exfil camp there and you just sit there with a grenade launcher and wait. And so it just seems like it's not balanced correctly yet. I, I would say it would be a, a, my take on it. I won't go as hard as you are in saying that it's going to break the game or it doesn't belong in the game. I'll just say that maybe it's not quite balanced correctly yet. Or maybe there's some other thing that you have to do to use it to make the use of it a little bit longer or harder than just a launch situation. It's already a single shot, right? Which is good. But maybe there's some other thing you'd have to do. Like if you're going to have that powerful of a weapon, then maybe you'd want to have a spot where maybe you have to be stationary to use it. You know, you have to be sitting in one particular spot for three seconds for it to be usable. You know what I mean? Something like that, but just make it have some kind of a disadvantage. What do you think about that idea? I think, again, when you start adding disadvantages to a weapon, we're talking about nerfing it. This is where I've never seen, and I don't know the right way to say this, because in Battle Royale, PUBG did it right, I feel like. And people may disagree with me on that. But when they started like testing this stuff out on Counter-Strike, old school Counter-Strike, and Call of Duty kind of has this stuff, it becomes so powerful that if you don't use it, you're at a disadvantage. So I think they could add stuff to it that would make it less useful. But I guess I don't want people to think that I'm just like, I don't want to die to it. The truth is, I don't really care. If I die to it, I haven't died to it yet. I don't anticipate dying to it all the time. Maybe because I run factory a lot, maybe I will run into it more often than most. But that's really not what I'm worried about. It's just the entire like implementation of it. You said it's a it's an expensive item to run on launch. Like it's I think the rounds are like a hundred k a shot, right? They're very expensive. So I, I'm sitting here thinking about like, okay, what about the level like thirteen player? You know, level thirteen players running around, uh, newer to the game or new to the game, and they run up a hill and poof, they explode. It's not like being sniped because, it, like you said, when 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 you die to a shot. It's like, okay, well, somebody had the strategic positional advantage. They had to take a shot exposing themselves, and they hit the shot. Okay, what can I do better? I can, I can avoid this spot. Well, the grenade launcher is, yeah, there's positional advantage, but there's not this skill associated with it. Like someone hit a headshot from 100 meters away. It's they aimed at the hill and shot, <laughs> and it hit me in this radius. So it's like, I, I don't know if players die to that, if they're going to feel the incentive to keep going. 
and say like, oh man, I'm going to gain 30 levels so that I can one day use a grenade launcher. <laughs> you know, I, I just don't know that that exists there. And for the for the really experienced players or the diehards and hardcores, like if it's so powerful that they feel less powerful not using it, if people feel forced to use it because of how good it is and the squad wiping potential, it's just be- going to become the meta where in a couple man squad, you're going to have someone running a grenade launcher in case you run into a team. I don't know, man. I I just have a hard time seeing how this really sticks in the game. And and I maybe I'm too hard on it, but I just I don't see how this changes in a way that people enjoy or have fun with. I think you have to come back to the idea is the grenade launcher a fun addition to Tarkov. And I think it all comes down to it's not the person who gets the kill. You have to think about this from the person who gets killed perspective. In any first-person shooter, you are going to be on the receiving end of it eventually. And you you have to tell yourself, when I'm on the receiving end of it, am I going to feel like I had a fair shot and just made a mistake? Or am I going to feel like there's nothing that I could have done to avoid the situation? And I think the problem with a weapon like this is that it's not fun to get killed and feel like there's absolutely nothing you could have done. See, even when you get sniped from across the map, you could have not gone in that field because the sniper didn't see you until you came on the other side of that tree or that rock. But now, if someone hears somebody in a general area, they may not even see you. They just lob a grenade over to their side of that bush. It's not fun to die to something that is a very low skill. Even if it's expensive, it's still a low skill kill. I'm saying this from the perspective of I do get killed by people who just spray and pray. And that that happens too. And that's not necessarily low skill or, or mean high skill. Because, you know, if you unload a clip of 60 rounds in a certain direction, odds are you're going to kill something. It's going to cost you a lot. But, you know, you've, you've got a chance. But the person who's on the receiving end of that still also has a chance to duck, cover, hide, whatever, run away. I, I just don't like one-shot, one-kill things. I, I was never a fan of that in any game because it just adds an element of there's no way for the other player to play in that scenario. There's nothing they can do to get better. You can't get better against a grenade launcher. You just have to get luckier. I just think it just makes a toxic game environment, and I just, I don't know, I it, it just doesn't seem like it's going to add any fun. So I, I'm I'm right there with you. I I don't I don't see how this is going to make Tarkov better. I don't see how it's going to get more people playing Tarkov and keep them playing Tarkov. And at the end of the day, what Tarkov needs is people to start and to keep playing the game. And this doesn't seem like it's going to do that. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that, and that's why I struggle with it. Is it's such a polarizing thing and. Again, it's not lost on me that I am super biased on this. I, I hate projectile explosives in FPS games. I just do. And I could point to any number of reasons for that. But I'm trying to think of what they could do to make this thing now that it's in the game. Uh, they've come out and said that they don't want to change too much about it other than they want to make sure that it doesn't kill people through walls. I think they they either need to modify the damage of it or the radius or make it more of a skill shot like you know maybe if you hit somebody with the shell it kills them you know that was a thing in call of duty that you kind of referenced or maybe that the blast radius is down or you know it has a some kind of downside to shooting it like you can't switch to your other gun or the reload's really long you know maybe you need to be prone to shoot it i don't know if that's helpful or not Uh, But, you know, it's things like saying that the gun is expensive or making it harder to acquire doesn't change any of the stuff we talked about before. In fact, it makes it worse, right? It's saying like you have to put a tremendous amount of time into this game to get a grenade launcher. Okay, well, the first time you get killed by one and you don't have the time to get a grenade launcher that wipe, that's not going to feel good. One of the things that just occurred to me is that in a persistent model, I don't know that the grenade launcher is as big of an issue because everybody could get access to it over time without it getting taken away at some point and you have to regrind for it. And I think that's one of the hardest things right now is that this is a hard pill to swallow for somebody who was like super rich last wipe and then maybe this wipe they just didn't have the time to put into it early and you're level 20 or whatever and you're like, oh my gosh, now I have to fight people with grenade launchers. That's a hard pill to swallow. 
And I don't have a good answer for that. And I just, like you, I just get concerned that it's not really fun for the people shooting it after a while, except for the people that like griefing. And I'm not saying that everybody that's going to go shoot the grenade launcher likes to grief. A lot of people are going to go try this and check it out because it's new and new stuff is fun to check out. I think the vast majority of people are already thinking it's overpowered just from some of the videos that are out there of wiping whole squads with it. Not through walls, but just wiping whole squads with it and things like that. So I don't know. I'm hopeful that it finds a place if it's going to be in the game where it feels fun and fair. Right now, the implementation doesn't feel fair to a vast majority of the player base who won't have access to it and will only be on the receiving end of it. And I think a lot of time they're going to be on the receiving end of it from somebody who also doesn't like the gun and is trying to prove a point. And that's where I think the real struggle is going to be. You know, it's like, I don't know, Landmark, I I don't think he particularly enjoys it, uh, but he's running around just destroying people with it. And I think he's trying to prove a point. And I'm guessing there's a lot of other people playing Tarkov right now that are feeling the same way and are just abusing the thing. I think you made a really important point about comparing it to PUBG, but there's one other piece that I like to add on to that. One of the reasons why I think in PUBG or Call of Duty, a weapon like this works is because there really is no consequence to dying. You die and you play again. And so if you die by a weapon that's overpowered or kind of meme or whatever, it's annoying, but it's not really game-breaking. See, in Tarkov, because of the consequence of dying is so high, people are going to probably rage quit over dying too many times to, you know, a grenade launcher in a situation where it just is ridiculous. And I I just, it comes down to what my original comment was about fun. You have to decide, like, if it's fun for you to kill this person with a grenade launcher, you have to think about, is it fun for you to be killed by a grenade launcher too? And if you can, in your mind, wrap around both sides of this equation of fun, that's how you have to think about any addition to Tarkov. And I just don't see the fun side of being killed by a grenade launcher really being something that you could learn from, get better. You know, there's just not much of that. You just die. So at any rate, I think we've we've pretty much hit on that. I generally agree with your sentiment on it. You know, I'm hoping that they, I mean, best case scenario, they, they just patch it out, I think. They just say it was an interesting experiment. They patch it out, deal with people who would complain about it, but I think they get a lot of people who won't complain about it. Worst case scenario, their answer is, it's a hardcore game, just deal with it, which I think, again, will be a mistake and push people away from Tarkov. But hopefully that's not what they do. But uh, you have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, I guess I'm just not sure how to send a signal to Battlestate on something like this, right? As a player, as any player, you know, it's like if you feel strongly about this one way or the other, and I'm I'm willing and able and ready to have conversations about it. This is probably the strongest opinion that I hold in the FPS genre, is that I don't think these are fun. I, d- I don't think they should be in games. And I'm very experienced in games that have this stuff. And my experience says that it never works out well, except for the one example I gave. So there's that. But I know that people enjoy this thing, and I know there's that group too. What I don't know how to do, and I guess what I want to figure out how to do, is how do you send a signal? Um, if I don't think grenade launchers should be in the game, should I never buy them? Should I just avoid them? Should I... <laughs> I? I guess I don't know how to give feedback on something like this that I feel so strongly about. Is the way to send feedback is to abuse it and get people <laughs> really mad? I don't know. I don't know the right thing to do here. Um, other than talk about it and express why I don't think it's fun for either party that uses grenade launchers. The one shooting it in the longer term, in the short term, it will be fun to shoot it. I will probably shoot it and probably laugh a little bit. But after a, after a couple of rounds, I will probably be like, okay, this is dumb. I'm over it. I'm out. And uh, on the receiving end of it, I just, I don't see anyone ever being like, oh, that was such a sick shot, man. No, it's not going to happen. They'll be like, that was stupid. <laughs> Go play something else. I just, I, I see that already. So I'm, I, I am very concerned about this. Yep. But one thing we do not have to be concerned about, and as far as fun goes, is the new AI for the scabs, for the bots in the game. Yes, dude. <laughs> See, it, it is it is crazy, and I actually really like it. Scavs are running all over the place doing crazy things. I, I mean, what has your experience been so far? 
I need to try to remember to get the clip. I got charged down in the resort by a scav who ran into the room I was in, like, and I put three rounds into his stomach, and he shot me square in the eyes, point blank, muzzle was in my face, and they run around, they group up, they're in places on maps that you've never seen them before. It adds a whole new element of chaos, of fear, of just like awesome interaction. Um, I was helping a friend on factory over the weekend and I'm like, okay, we're going to farm scavs. Let me teach you my spots. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't work that way anymore. We were holding down a spot and there's scavs running from three directions because we were marked and cursed and they're power sliding. They're shooting. They're grouping up and then running. It was like we killed like seven of them. And then you just heard literally scabs running around everywhere. And we're like, we got to go. We got we to gotta get out of here because you don't have time to loot. You don't have time to think. Um, it's I just I think it's great. I think the new scav AI is so cool and it's, it's fresh. It's exciting. And um, I, personally, I, I've had a blast uh, fighting against AI, which is really, really cool. Yeah, I think it's great because if you're, you know, maybe newer to first person PvP and you're still trying to learn that, it's great because the AI actually is a good kind of halfway between a normal player and just something that falls over for you kind of situation. And so I really think the new scav situation is is much better in Tarkov and it's it's a lot of fun. In Factory especially, you're right. Factory is a totally different dynamic now. You just you you you're so much more mobile. You can't sit because they do charge you. And so I actually find it to be a lot more engaging to play factory. Like I I, I had a couple spots in factory that I like to camp and, and you just can't do that anymore. And so I actually find it to be a lot more fun, but it gets, gets you out of those spots and it exposes you because you don't know if there's our other PMCs or you don't know what's going on. It's just all kind of happening. So that, that was great. And on um, customs too. Customs is a blast with the new scavs and the construction area. And that's basically been my experience with it so far. But the fact that they can do all these different things, they can heal, they can do these like, you know, storming as a group, that kind of thing. They loot now. And they try to avoid like dangerous areas too, which is super interesting to watch a scav not walk out in the open, but kind of go from cover to cover. It's like, is that a PMC? I mean, you, know, you just look at it and see what they're wearing, whatever, but you don't know. And so I actually, it's, I think it's great. I think this is a fun addition to the game. You know, I don't want to get into what we were just talking about, but this is a fun addition to the game. I mean, if you get killed by AI, it's like, oh, that's a bummer. But if you get killed by AI where the AI is actually doing something interesting, it's actually hunting you or doing something interesting, then that feels better, right? You're like, oh, I feel bad because I died, but you know, GG's, that was fun. It was fun to participate in a battle where I didn't win, but it still was fun. And so I think Battlestate hit a home run with the new scavs, in my opinion. I agree. I think it's a blast. My overall opinion of 12.7 is really positive. They did some insanely cool stuff. And at the end of the day, the percentage of my games that I think will be affected by a grenade launcher, which again, I'm aware that I have a strong opinion on this, is going to be very small. My concern around it, though, is the amount of people playing this game and the amount of grenade launcher shots that go on in a given day of Tarkov is going to be high because of hundreds of thousands of people playing the game. So while they there's so much good, there's so much good. The scav AI is wonderful. Having a scav boss to run off after is really cool. The customs uh, expansion is phenomenal. So like I'm, I'm giving it like, you know, 95% approval rating here. Like I said, I, you know, and, and I don't want to keep, I'm going to keep coming back to it because it's hard not to after, <laughs> after we spent so much time on it. But I guess what I would encourage everyone to think about is, is the long-term effects of a grenade launcher helpful or not? I, I, I guess I just don't know. I, I know where I sit on it and I try to look through the lens of new players, low playtime, experienced players, very experienced players, streamers, all that. And I, I just don't see where it fits in uh, for the longevity of the game. So, you know, if you think differently, let me know. I'm, I'm super curious. Lots of great discussions going on in the Xfil Discord, but I'm super pumped about the scav AI. Being scared on factory is a new and exciting thing for me. I'm, I'm excited to keep exploring shoreline and customs. I think those were great, great changes. 
12.7 feels so good that it could have been DLC for the completed game. I really think they could have charged something for it if the game was actually out. There was that much new content that came with it, and so I'm I'm excited for it. I, I, I give it a 95% as well, and so I think that just going to be a matter of time to see how everything else equals out. And as you're listening to this and as you're listening to the debate on grenade launchers and having that conversation with people in Discord or in the comment section or whatever, just remember that fun really should be the lens that you look at this stuff through. Fun is should be the thing because this is pixels, this is video games, our enjoyment time. So fun should be the lens that you look at this through so that in the end, if you kill somebody or if you die to this, it's it's not so far out of the bounds of what's fun that you don't want to keep playing. So, yeah, I think that that's really what it comes down to. And that's where we're going to end it for today. So I'm seeing that green bar kind of flashing up above me here. So I think that means we are seconds away from disappearing. But thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher, as well as under Xville podcast. That's Xville. And our YouTube page is youtube.com slash now, where you can find this as well as the other podcasts that we do. We have new episodes coming out on our PUBG show, Winner Winner, in the next couple of weeks, so be sure to check that out. We also have new XFIL bootcamp videos coming out to show off some of these new 12.7 features, so keep a look for that. As far as everything else goes, do you have any other uh, thoughts for us, Trigger? No, no, I'm stuck in my own head about grenade launchers now, and I'm going to fight to get out of it. So, you know, I'm going to have to focus on... I had a lot of fun in the game. For me personally, this is going to be a struggle to get into a, a positive mindset on grenade launchers. So sorry in advance, but I'm not in a good headspace on it. <laughs> so I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. I really am. I understand, man, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. So leave a comment down below. Let us know what you think of the 12.7 patch. Let us know what you think of grenade launchers. This week, we want to specifically have the question of the week be around the 12.7 patch in general. How have you played? What what have your experiences been? Have you killed Sanitar? I mean, what is your experience doing that? So let's get into that. Let's uh, share our wins, share our losses, and hopefully all get better at the game together because that's our goal. So. Until next time, good luck with all of your raids, and we'll catch you on the next one. See you, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye.